Well, good morning, Thrive Church. I am excited to be here. Are you excited to be in God's house this morning? Give him a shout out. Tell him you're glad. We're glad you're here with us. I'm going to welcome all those who are watching online in the 715. My name is Sheldon Miles. I'm the lead pastor of this awesome church. We got a lot of new folks who are here this morning. I hope and pray that you are having an awesome God experience. I hope that God is speaking into your life, and I believe he's got so much more in store for this uh, for this message today that's gonna happen. But we want you to know this about Thrive Church, okay? We got a couple values that we go through each and every week, but one of the values are is that we are growth-minded. We are growth-minded. We just believe that we are created to grow. We're created to thrive, but you gotta grow before you can thrive. And what we're trying to thrive for is to lead people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. I'm gonna talk about that here in my message this morning. But again, I'm just so glad that you are here this morning, and uh, we are. I just want to encourage you to follow along in your sermon notes this morning. If you want, would like some sermon notes, I think you just get so much more out of the message when you follow along in notes. So just raise your hand, and our ushers will get you some uh, sermon notes to follow along in the message this morning. We're starting a new sermon series called Influence. You know that you were created for influence. Do you know that? You are created for influence, and I know this, I know this, that all of us are being influenced by someone or by something. I read this, uh, this illustration, that there was this man back in the day uh, when President Coolidge was in the White House. I don't know if anybody remembers that, when President Coolidge was in the White House, but this man was staying overnight at the White House, and he really wanted to make a good impression upon the president, and he had a breakfast with the president that morning, so he was a pretty influential person, and so, you you know, he's a little bit nervous, and, and so he's going to kind of follow along with what the president is doing, and he watches the president, and the president takes, it, takes the, cup, the, the coffee, and he pours it into his saucer, you know, the, the, the little plate that you put your, your coffee cup on. And so the man decided to do the same thing with, with his saucer, and, and just kind of watching the president there, and then, then he saw the president put a little bit of milk and a little bit of sugar on the saucer. So the man did the same thing with his saucer, waiting to see what's going to happen next. Then he watches the president take that, that little saucer of, of coffee and milk and sugar and, and, and put it down on the floor for the cat to come and drink. <laughs> it doesn't say what the man did after that. <laughs> Influence. Today we're talking about influence. We're going to be talking about influence here these next few weeks. Influence is this. It's defined as the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. You're created for influence. You're created for influence. And I know this. I have, I have some sports memorabilia here. This is one of my most prized possessions here. And, and you Packers fan... You'll recognize he is a Green Bay Packer, but before he was a Green Bay Packer, he was an Ohio State Buckeye, okay? For those who attend this church, you know, I, I grew up in Ohio, and I'm a big Buckeyes fan, and all my Buckeyes fans said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, see, I know it, I know it. A.J. Hawk, anybody remember A.J. Hawk? Played for the Green Bay Packers. Man, this guy was a monster. He was a machine. Every year that he played, he was the leading tackler 
on the Green Bay Packers. And I want you to know I have this memorabilia that a friend got for me. A fr- and this guy was a Michigan fan, and he got this for me. And, it, and his autograph says, to Sheldon, go Buckeyes, A.J. Hawk. Isn't that beautiful? How many of you got a piece of memorabilia, sports memorabilia like this? Anybody got that? Does anybody remember A.J. Hawk? Just a couple of you? Okay, a few of you remember A.J. Hawk. Well, here's kind of the deal. You know, you get sports legends like this, and back in the day, I mean, he really was a legend. In Ohio, he really is, is a legend. But doesn't it seem like over time, sports legends, heroes, people like this, they kind of lose their shine. You know, if he, if he was playing today, uh, we, we would just know. And like one of the, the, the leading tacklers for the Green Bay Packers last year, do you know who he was? A lot of you are like, I don't remember. I don't remember. See, Campbell, that guy Campbell, I can't, can't remember his first. See, isn't that terrible? I forget his first name. But, but they forget. People lose their influence over time. But I want, I want you to know this morning, there is one person who lived on this earth whose influence only increases. And that influence that I'm talking about, Jesus, I'm gonna tell you, Jesus, Jesus Christ is the greatest influencer who ever lived. Let me, let me tell you about this man named Jesus. Nobody who has ever lived has more influence on the world than him. There's a man by the name of, I'm gonna tear up his name, Jazerlof Pelican. He's a Yale historian. That's a great name for a Yale historian. He said this, regardless of what anyone may personally think or believe about him, Jesus of Nazareth has been the dominant figure in the history of the Western culture for almost 20 centuries. You know, the world's largest religion is Christianity and revolves around this man. There are estimated 2.4 billion people who call themselves Christians in the world today. He was born in a stable. When you read the book, when you read the gospel story, you see that Jesus was born in a stable, that he was raised in a city with no more than 50 houses on it on a four-acre plot of land. He never traveled more than 30 miles from his hometown. Yet the calendar system of much of the world revolves around his birthday. The world holidays, Christmas and Easter, recognize his existence and his impact on the world. The method of his death, the cross, is one of the most recognized symbols in all of the world. The Bible how many of you have your Bible with you this morning? If you have it on your phone, you can hold up your phone. You got your Bible. Do you know that the Bible is the number one best-selling and most read book in all of history? Do you realize that this year, in one year, there will be over 100 million Bibles that are, are sold throughout the world? It is translated into 2,500 languages and... Uh, And every year since Jesus' death, his influence has grown more and more as people choose to follow him. Do you realize that the place, I tell you, you want to talk about influence? Do you know where the influence of Jesus is growing the most? The influence of Jesus grows most in the countries where people are most persecuted. 
I did a, I did a research on this in 2019. A missions website called missionsbox.org said in 2019, the countries with the greatest rate of evangelical growth, Iran and Afghanistan, and China is not far behind. You want to talk about influence. When you choose to be a Christ follower and you put your life on the line to be that, talk about influence. Jesus never had a title. Jesus never made any money. Jesus never owned a home. He didn't live very long, yet more hungry people have been fed in his name, more hospitals built in his name, more colleges have started in his name than all other names, and more lives have been changed more in the name of Jesus. Is that you this morning? If, you, you're, if your life has been changed by the name of Jesus, will you just give a shout out this morning? If your life has been changed by Jesus, you are here, you're watching online today because you have been influenced by this man named Jesus. John Orberg says this, it is in Jesus' name that desperate people pray Grateful people worship and angry people swear in the name of Jesus. And you know what? I want you to know this morning that all of this is not news to you, but I want you to know this morning just as Jesus Jesus has changed the world around him, so you, so you are called to change your world. The people in your world, you are called to be an influencer. I just want you to look at your neighbor and say, you are looking at an influencer right now. I'm, I'm basically a world changer. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Make sure you take that time. I, you're looking at an influencer. I, 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 I'm an influencer. I want you to know you are created for influence. Where do I get this idea? We talked about this here a few weeks ago, but I want you to just to let this stick in your crawl a little bit here. Matthew 5, 14, 16 Jesus, he's talking to you. He's talking to you right online. You're watching online today. Jesus is talking to you in this passage when he says, you, you are the light of the world. You know what you're like? You're like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. You know what? No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So what does that mean here? Let me give you, give you an illustration. I'm gonna put A.J. Hawk right here to shine in front of everybody. Can we just give another shout out for the Buckeyes this morning? <laughs> I know how, yeah, I'm creating enemies real fast here. What does this mean? You've been created to shine. So I have this, this light bulb here. There's really, only, there's really only one purpose for this light bulb. Thomas Edison, it took him a thousand or more tries to, to create this thing, but it really, it only has one purpose. It's one intention, and that is it's created to shine. It's created to shine, but here's the deal. If it's not plugged in, if it's not put into position to shine, it's just a light bulb. It doesn't really do anything. 
You know what? It's missing its purpose. And I know a lot of people that I talk to, and they're wondering, what is my purpose in life? I talk to Christians. What is my purpose in life? What is it really that that God has called me to do? And yet Jesus says, no, 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 no. You, You are created, and when you're plugged into me, you are created, I mean, you make a difference, right? You, you make a difference. Now, isn't that a nice little light? This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Isn't that nice? But you know what, what it's really created for? It's, it's nice in a, in a nice setting. The, the lights are kind of dim, but I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you guys to do me a favor. I didn't, I didn't set you up. Why don't you help me out here? And, and let me show you its true impact here. If you guys could turn the lights out for me here, real quick. Turn the lights out here. There we go. You can, you know what, turn, can you turn off the stage lights too, Michael? Turn off, I really want to see, yep, 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 yep. I want to see the full effect in here, the full effect. I just want everybody to see this. Can you do that, Michael? You're working on it. It's created to shine in darkness. You saw just a few moments ago when it was, it was light in light, and that's nice. And that's, that's, when we come to church on Sunday morning, that's kind of what we are. We're light in an atmosphere of light. But really, listen to me. It, it, we got lots of lights going on here, but really the real need is for there to be light and darkness. Because you, know you know what light and darkness does? Light and darkness reveals what is true. It reveals what is true. And not only that, when we reveal what is true, all of a sudden we have a guide for our direction in life. But not only that, you need light to have life. Light to have life. So you, listen to me, you, you are created to influence your world by providing truth. You are called to influence your world to be a guide to life. You are created by God to come and give life to others through Jesus' name. Amen? That's what you're called to do. That you have a purpose in my life. You can turn turn the lights back on this morning. You have purpose. You have purpose. You hear that phrase, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. How many of you have heard that before? And when you have light at the end of the tunnel, there is hope. You are called to bring hope into a dark world. Isn't that good? You have a purpose in this life. Don't ever forget it. I hope you get that out of this message today. You have a purpose. But you just need to allow yourself to be put in position to shine. Some of you are, 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 some of you are here today and you're like, Pastor, with all that's going on in the world today, that's a really neat illustration. Well, what does that have to do with all of the chaos that's going on in the world today? I'll tell you this. I know this, that when the world is in chaos, they begin to look for answers. And they're they're looking for answers. They are looking for that hope, that light at the end of the tunnel. And I think, I just know that when people, when the world is being turned upside down, you got wars and you got chaos that are going on, people are gonna go to the ones who influence them to find the answers. And I believe that that's what God has called to do. I have been praying with this whole war with Russia and Ukraine that the church would rise up and shine. 
that the church during this season would be a vessel of hope and life to the rest of the world. And you know who the church is? I want you to look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Go ahead. He's talking about you because you are the church. You are the church. And that, and that is why, listen to me, that is why your influence in this world matters. How you live out your faith, it matters. It matters to this world. I want to talk to you real quick about four truths about your influence quickly here. Number one, understand everyone has influence. Sociologists have determined the average person in your lifetime, your average person in your lifetime will influence over 10,000 people. And you, you might be sitting here and like, Pastor, you don't know me. I'm like the biggest introvert you never know. They took those people in perspective here. 10,000 people that you will be able to have influence over. Where is your influence? Your influence is in your house with your spouse. How do you like that? I, I sound like Dr. Seuss here. In your house with your spouse, with a mouse, with your kids, with your family, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, with your neighbors, in your workplace, your church, in your life group, in a store, in a restaurant, in a doctor's appointment, wherever you go, wherever you're around, you have influence. Just look at your neighbor and say, you have influence. You have influence. Number two, your influence is either positive or negative. Did you catch that? Your influence, you are either leading people up or you're leading people down. How, listen to me, how you live your life creates the kind of influence you will have. And we need only to look at these two gentlemen here. Do we have that picture? We need only to look at these two, two gentlemen right here to see what I'm talking about. Both of these men are influencing the world like no other. We have President Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, and then we have President Putin, president of Russia. And we see where one of these gentlemen is doing all that he can to lead his nation up. And we have one gentleman who's trying to do all that he can to lead this world down the gutter. Amen. And I want you to know this morning, you are either leading up or you are leading down. And I want you to know this, that a person's influence is always revealed by their character. Your character. You see, you are here today and you are one of two people. You are either a selfless person or you are a selfish person. You are either a generous person or you're a greedy person. You are either humble or you're prideful. You either are life-giving or you're life-taking. But I want you to know you, whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not, you have influence. Number three, you don't always realize the impact of your influence Years ago, Michelle and I were youth pastors for over 15 years, ministering in this, in this community called Kettering, Ohio. And we had this young lady in our youth, youth ministry named Deanna Walsh. Her name was Deanna Nee. We got there and found out about Deanna's story, a young lady whose mom died at an early age. And this girl was a hurting unit and this girl was living and acting out her hurt and pain and in self-destructive ways. She was struggling with eating disorders. She was cutting her wrists in constant conflict, difficulties, suicidal tendencies. 
And like she was just in full throttle rebellion. And we did all that we could to lead Deanna and love on Deanna. I just like, I can't, admit, I can't understand why she keeps coming back to youth group. Why does she keep coming here? And like, ah, oh, we were just, it just took a lot of energy to look out for Deanna. Who's got Deanna? Who's got Deanna? And, like, and yet, so we left there. We moved to Wisconsin. And we just, you know, you don't, he, the path that Deanna was taking just did not look good. Find out a few years ago, Deanna grew up and Deanna accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Deanna allowed Jesus to influence her life, completely turned her life around. She became a youth leader in her church. <laughs> I promise you this, that youth group was fun. <laughs> she became a youth leader in her church. Started, she started working on a degree because it was her vision. She wanted to become a professor in a Christian college and to lead young people. She wanted to have influence on young people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. Oh, man, I loved it. Deanna got married, found out that she had cancer, just like her mom did. Began to, in, in the midst of her treatment, in the midst of her pain and suffering, we would see her Facebook and post, I've witnessed the so-and-so, I talked to the nurse, I talked to the doctor, I'm telling them about Jesus, Jesus is this, Jesus is that, Jesus is just constant, constant beating the drum. I got cancer, but God's gonna heal me. I got cancer, but God's gonna do this. God is working. God, even when I don't see it, God is working. Even when I don't feel it, God is working. Just that over and over and over again. Deanna's funeral was yesterday. like, Lord, why? She was just such a life giver. How, how did you take somebody like this and turn her into such a life giver? Lord, we miss her. Her last Facebook post, I mean, I, honestly, she was working Facebook, social media, just glorifying Jesus. She, her last Facebook post was this, just a few days before she died. God has a thousand ways to turn your situation around that you've never thought of. Just because you don't see a way doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. Man, just life-giving. Here's my point. Her dad reached out to me a little while ago, and he says, you have no idea the influence that you and your youth leaders had on Deanna's life. Just when we as youth leaders, we thought, man, I, we're not doing anything. There's nothing that is happening with her. You know, it's just... I don't know what's going to happen. God's going to have to work. He said, you have no idea the influence. I want you to know, listen to me, you have no idea the influence that you are having on people's life. Don't give up. Don't give in. You, God is working in and through your life. And I tell you this, this is why, this is why at Thrive Church, our children's and our youth ministry are top priorities in this church. Amen. Can we just give it up for our youth and children's ministry workers? Because we have a vision. We have a vision to reach the next generation. Let me continue on here. Number four, as you grow as a person, so does your influence. As you grow, so does your influence. And the best way to grow your influence is to grow yourself. I tell you this, the more you grow in Jesus, the more influence you will have with others. 
The more you grow in Jesus, the more you will influence the world around you. And that's why we say, folks, listen to me. We have this thing called Grow Night. We have these things called life groups. Get into a life group and let's grow stronger when we grow together. Let's grow. And so I want you to know, I'm just letting you know, just put it on your calendar, April 6th is when our life group ministries are gonna start up again. Get into a life group and grow. If you wanna maximize your influence, if you wanna impact the world around you, here are four ways to grow your influence. Four ways to grow your influence. Number one, own your mission. Own your mission. When you look through the Gospels, it comes to the end of a few of the Gospels, Matthew and Mark, there's this thing that we call the Great Commission. And I think what happens is a lot of Christians, they they get to that passage of the Bible and, and they look at it as the Great Suggestion. I want you to know that it is not the Great Suggestion, it is a commission. In other words, you have an assignment I just want you to just point, point at yourself and look at your neighbor and say, just say, I'm on assignment today. I don't know if you know that. Because I'm an influencer, I'm on assignment today, so you better watch out. I'm on an assignment here. Jesus said this, I want you to go, listen to me, I want you to go into your world, the world in which you live. And, and, and you look around this room and we have 100 and 120, 150 different worlds in this room. We probably have just as many uh, who are watching online, all these different worlds, and we're supposed to go into that world. We're not supposed to just stay into where it's all the light. It's fun when all the light bulbs get together, right? But our light's supposed to go out into this dark world. And we're supposed to go out and we're supposed to shine Jesus, That's your mission. Go out and shine Jesus. And then number two, you're supposed to make disciples. We are to lead people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. And then we teach people to live and serve like Jesus. Don't live and serve like me. Live and serve like Jesus. And the best way to do that is through your example. And that's our mission statement. The mission statement of this church. We've... I just snagged it from the Great Commission and I wordsmithed it and changed it up. Here's what our our mission statement is. Our mission is to lead people. That, that, That word lead. John Maxwell says this, leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what leadership is, is to influence people. And your assignment is to go into your world and lead people. We are in the people business. Jesus is in the people business. The people in your world, the sphere of your influence, we're to lead people to become because it's a process. It was a process for you. You're still in the middle of the process of becoming like Jesus, a life-giving follower of Jesus. And that is our assignment is to help influence people to become all that they can be, that all that God has created them to be in Jesus. I know I said a lot, but I'm passionate about this mission because I've owned it. It's just become a part of me. I encourage you to own your mission. Number two, to daily live under God's influence. Jesus said, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain, abide in me and I am them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Right, let, let, me, let me pull up my, my light bulb here again. So we got this, this light here. 
and it shines, it, 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 does, it can't do it on its own. It's plugged in. It's, it's, it's plugged into this power source back here. And, and without this power source, I, I unplug it, it, it. It's not doing its mission. It, can, it cannot do it on its own. It cannot shine it on its own. It's, 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 just, it's, called, it's created to be a light bulb. It's created for the power to shine through it. It can't do it on its own. I want you to know you are created to be plugged in to Jesus. You are created to shine. You cannot shine without Jesus in your life. That's what Jesus is trying to say. And I want to tell you this morning, what you're plugged into has the greatest influence in your life. What you're plugged in, each and every one of us is plugged into something, and that has the greatest influence in your life. What you're plugged in into will determine the kind of influence that comes from your life. I want you to know this morning, Jesus, listen to me, Jesus needs to be the greatest influencer in your life. You, this morning, you daily, listen, it's not just a Sunday thing. If you're living Sunday to Sunday, you're not gonna make it. You need to daily plug yourself into Jesus, by plugging into his word and plugging into prayer. You need to be plugged into Jesus. Who's influencing who? Who's influencing who? Maximizing your influence. You need to, number one, you need to own your mission. Number two, you need to daily live under God's influence. Number three, then you need to walk in integrity. Listen to me, I didn't say you need to walk in perfection because you can't do that, all right? But integrity is a different thing. It is the state of being whole and undivided. Do you know that? They did a study on this. Do you, how many hey, bosses are managers here? Raise your hand, bosses are managers. Okay, you kind of have bosses. You know what? A, the, a boss's number one quality that they are looking for in an employee is integrity. How many employees do we have out there right now, employees? Do you know studies have shown that the number one quality that an employee is looking in you bosses out there is integrity, integrity. How many spouses out there, spouses? Do you know the number one quality that spouses are looking for in a spouse or a future spouse? It's integrity. How many children out there, children, and you're, you're a child, you're, you're parents, you know the number one quality that children are looking for in their parents is integrity. Here's how I define integrity. Integrity is when you live out what you say you believe. Whether it's in word or in action, a combination of both, you live what you believe. Look what did John the Evangelist said here, 1 John 2, 6. Those who say they live in God, you know what they should do? They should live their lives as Jesus did. Amen. That's what we should do. Amen. We should shine just like Jesus. 1 Timothy 4, 12. The, this is interesting. The apostle Paul is mentoring this young man, Timothy. And he's, he's young. He's young and he's just kind of still figuring things out. And Paul wants him to succeed. Yeah, that's what everybody who mentors somebody, they want them to succeed. And he's saying, listen, Timothy, here's, this, here, this is really important. He says, listen, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young, okay? Don't, don't let that get in the way. You're, you're an influencer. Let Jesus shine through you. 
But, but here's how you do that. Live integrity. Set an example for the believers in your speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Listen to me, if you're gonna be a person of influence, we need to be people who live what we believe. But here, here's the deal. You cannot, oh, this is so important. You cannot live what you believe if you don't know what you believe. And that is why I tell you this morning, you need to know this Jesus. You need to, the only way you get to know Jesus is through daily time spending in prayer and in word with him. You need to know what you believe, but then you need to know his word. You need to know what it says. Listen to me. This is so important that we live a life of integrity. If you want to have maximum influence in your world, you must live that life of integrity. Again, I did not say a life of perfection because all of us are being transformed and renewed. That word is called sanctified. We're, we're all being changed. But it's important that, listen to me, it's important that when people look at your life and they hear what you say, they're not confused by your actions. How many of you have ever been confused, confused by somebody before? You say this, but you do that. And I'm scratching my head which is true. And when the people that you're trying to influence, they, they're looking at your life and say, there's no confusion there. There's no confusion. Let me continue on here. We're, we're talking about maximizing our influence. We're gonna own the mission. We're gonna daily live under God's influence. We're gonna walk in integrity. And number four, we're gonna add value to others. Add value to others. You see, remember that, that light illustration? That's what it does. It adds value to the people in their world. I, I tell you, sometimes the best thing that you can do to witness to the people in your world is to not say anything, but to live as a servant. Listen to what it says here in 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. The greatest things. I think it's called earning the right to speak. Earning the right to speak. I'm, saying, I'm not saying that all the time, but sometimes we just need to serve to show that our faith is real. What does it mean to add value to others? It means to be intentional about others. I'm going to be a life giver to the people in my world. And sometimes you wake up, and I wake up, and I'm crabby-dabby. And all I can think about is myself. But I'm telling you, it takes an intentionality. No, 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 I've been created to be an influencer. I'm going to be a life giver in my world today. I'm going to do it in my workplace. I'm going to do it in my home. It's all about leaving others better than they were before you met them. It's about enriching and enhancing the quality of life for others. As I close out this message today, I, I want you to know we are going to be intentional. Thrive Church is going to be intentional about influencing our world. We have two opportunities. And I, we don't, I, don't, I don't normally like to do this, but this is how it wound up on our calendar. We have two events coming up. 
two outreaches about a month apart. One is called, let me tell you about it, it's called Extravaganza. Extravaganza. It's going it's to be the Saturday before Easter. And this is our plan. We are going to bless the socks off of our community right here. We're going to, the 715. You see, we have a goal this year. We want to have 5,000 life connections to the people in the 715. And the best way we're going to do is we're going to serve them. And so what we're going to do on that, on that Saturday morning, we're going to open up the doors. And you may have saw the big Easter basket out in the foyer or in the lobby when you came in today. We're going to fill that thing with candy. And then we're going to have a big Easter egg hunt all throughout the church. We're going to welcome people in our community to come in. And we're going to bless the socks off of them. We're going to have bounce houses. We're going to have crafts. We're going to have all kinds of activities for the children in this community. Because when you bless the children, you bless the parents, you bless the homes, you influence the world around you. I want to encourage you right now to think about that. Pray about that. Start bringing in some candy you want to buy a bike, Michelle and I, we just talked about, like, let's buy a bike. Let's buy a bike for that. I'm, going to call, I'm calling all people, all influencers, all hands on deck. Second event we're going to do one month later. We did this last year. We had no idea how it was going to turn out. We called it the moving experience because we realized a lot of people are hurting post-COVID. A lot of hurting people. And we realized the world is still hurting because it just seems like things just keep ramping up. And so we've aligned ourselves with some people in the community, in the art community, in the music community, and we're going to invite people. I'm telling you, if you were part of this last year, we influenced over 500 people who would never have stepped foot in the doors of this church who came in and they felt the love of Jesus in this church. We even opened up a room. If you had a prayer request, you can go in there. That everybody went in there. Everybody left a prayer request. People are looking for answers. They're looking for life giving influencers. And I'm asking you to say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to serve my world. I'm going to add value to the people in the 715. Now, here's where we need your help. Not going to lie. This takes resources. One of the resources that we're going to need to do this is your finances. And I'm going to ask you, you each and every one of you, if you, get, you got a, a message, uh, uh, your sermon notes, there's a card in here. Influence 2022. And we're going to ask you to give. You can get, if you want to give a one time donation towards us, you can do that. Just in the offering envelope in front of you, just put influence. But we want to raise, what do we want to raise? Like $8,000. We want to raise in five weeks this money for these two events. And I'm asking you that you would take this, think about it, pray about it, about being an influencer in this community. We're also going to ask you to be a servant, to come and serve at these events. And, and, and we need people who are just, I, I'm here to add value, Pastor. That's why I'm here today. I'm here to serve. Tell me where I can serve for these events. And, the, and the way, what you need to do is we, that the table out in the lobby, that is our connect table, will you just go to that connect table and say, wherever you need me, just here's my name, here's my information, whatever you need me to do. Okay. You can give online for this as well. Let me close out this message. We're called to be influencers. You are called to be the light of the world. You have to put yourself in position to be light in the midst of darkness. And that's what we're doing here. 
But we need to, first of all, each and every one of us needs to individually own your mission. And then what you do is you daily live under God's influence. You let him shine in you so he can shine through you. But then you got to walk in integrity. I didn't say perfection. but You walk in integrity. You live what you believe. And last of all, you intentionally add value to others. If you're here today, I say, Pastor, I want to be a light in my world. I want to shine. Jesus, I want to be an influencer that God has created me to be. Will you raise your hand all around this room? Can I pray? Keep your hands raised. I want to pray for the influencers in Jesus' name. All around this room, those who are watching online, people are saying, listen, Lord, you've given me so much. I want to be an influencer in this dark world. I want to shine Jesus, speak to me about what that looks like and who that looks like that I'm supposed to talk to and love on and add value to their lives. I pray, Lord, all around this room, just an anointing, your favor, and blessings on their life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You can put your hands down.